What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another fantastic adventure with the PlayStation Drive. This is episode 63. My name is Matt, and I'll be your host for this wonderful Carpools events. I'm joined, as always, by the incredible, the gorgeous, the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Court Lalonde. What's going on, my dude? Hey, you got it. Hey, you know what? I think I was just on... I was on the Nintendo Drive. I've, I've done them all now. I've done the Gambit. Sean <laughs> didn't introduce me that way. I what? haven't been on the RPG cave, and maybe I can after I tell you what game I played. Okay, we're going to chat because I'm curious. He, you, you like baited me with something, and I need to know, so forget it. The rest of the show doesn't matter anymore. No, but before we get into it, uh, if you are watching this right now live on YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming, thank you so much for your support. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends, hit that bell so when we go live with the plethora of incredible content over here at Carpool, you'll know and you can hang out with us. And, you know, especially as uh, Sean likes to talk in, in the chat and throw interesting anecdotes out about uh, fiscal years and stuff. I, I, I got them. I got them back. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I got him back on the Xbox Drive. It took the whole episode because he kept mentioning that I wasn't going to get him. Mm. And at the very end of the episode, if you get to the end, I get him. Is it? Did you do it from the top of your mountain of PS5s? Just kind of lob something down into the valley that Sean resides in on his curved monitor and his boat? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you... If you have any extra bucks to toss our way, please head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and tip your drivers. Out comes an incredible amount of content, which we appreciate very, very much. It helps us put even more incredible stuff on so that you all can enjoy it alongside us. If you're listening to us on your podcast network of choice, please hit us with those five stars that follow them, subscribe, and leave a review. Because if you do, Court, what might happen? If you leave a review. Oh, sorry. My bad. I was trying to like put out the tweet that we're live. I have many jobs. You can win a copy of Horizon Forbidden West. There you for go. For the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Mm, whatever one you want. There you go. You can win a copy for Horizon Forbidden West on the PS4 or PS5. We will be announcing the winner next week. So you still have a week to make sure you hop on Twitter. Send us a screenshot of your review or your five stars or your subscriber follow. And you will be entered to win. Just like... Garrett did because you know, gotta do what you gotta do to get those games. Sarah, uh, honestly, that was that was impressive. And if he wins, <laughs> obviously he has to give it away again. But that's fine. It just whatever he'd like to do. I appreciate the review, buddy. That's what I'm saying. We appreciate it very, very much. Now, without further ado, let us grab the 2005 MP3 player with uh, with 64 megabytes on it. Uh, try try and plug that thing in through whatever means necessary, swap out your AA batteries and, and plug that into the car so we can listen to tunes on our adventure. Court, what you've been playing on your playlist? We've got to figure out something other than <laughs> no, what I'm gonna, happen there. No, right? I'm going to ad-lib it every single time and see what all happens. All right, all right. <laughs> so what have I been playing? A as always, I have been playing MLB The Show. Mm -hmm. um, and there is huge content dropping today. So as uh, Robbie Bobby Miller and I have been chatting about, we get the Griffey content today, so that's huge. So, um, and we got some cool content to yes. What do they do for the content drops? Is it like new players, new like I don't know. Explain it yeah, to me. So, it, so um, it's it depends on. So each they give you a roadmap. Believe it or not, unlike other games, they give you a roadmap all the time, and it's continually updated. So whenever there's a uh, a new program before the old program ends, they always do double XP week. So everything you do in the game is double XP, so you can earn towards the program. And they will let you know when content drops are dropping. So they have events or they have programs 
or they have what they call other programs. So they'll have right now it's the Field of Dreams because the outdoor game. I guess they're all outdoor games. It's I'm a hockey player, so it's just that's in my brain. They're <laughs> playing in the cornfields or whatever right now. Uh, they played it the other day, um, and so this week they're they're doing a very short program. It's only ten days, but today they drop what's called an other program. So they are letting everybody called it's called the grind to ninety nine. Nice. So you are able to get Ken Griffey Jr which is a 99. It's a free card. Like you don't have to pay money. You don't have to play online. The only way to get it is to play the game. So they'll give you a chance to get a Ken Griffey Jr. card. And in these other programs, they give you other cards and stubs, which is money or packs towards other players. So you can do this. And as you're doing that, that XP that you earn will go towards the program you're playing. Okay. So you're still always, no matter what mode you play in the game, unless you play exhibition that's not in Diamond Dynasty, it is always giving you XP towards the program. So for me, I don't play online because I am, I am, I'm, I'm garbage. Um, <laughs> I, I get beat a lot. Like I still have, a, I play it a lot, but I'm still just not there with all the players online. If I go online, I get destroyed in the first inning. Mm. Um, but it's fun, like because I can play offline, and for me, that's perfect. But but to bury the lead, I've been playing another. I played another game. What'd you play? I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. <gasps> And how's that going? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. It it's. I'm trying. I've, okay. I've, I think I'm just over two hours playing it. Um, I started out on classic mode, so I was doing the the turn base. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I wasn't feeling it, just the way it's set up. So then I went back to just hack and slash, I guess normal mode. Yep. It's fine. But I already found myself jumping through cutscenes and not caring. I was like, oh, I don't know what it is. Maybe the nostalgia of it, of me playing it on the PlayStation, or the original PlayStation. Um, it's it's not the same for me. It, it okay. feels like this warm hug, seeing seeing anybody play it or seeing screens of the original PlayStation version. And then I watch this. I'm like, it's very cool, but it doesn't hold the same thing, especially with a game like this that I majority of the time I watch my brother play more okay. than playing and it was like something we played together so maybe that was the feels but but as promised if i don't i'm gonna give this game another hour and if it's just not for me it's not for me it, it is what it is yep but yakuza zero is next yes yakuza yes court i'm so excited sorry for yakuza you thank you uh, i'm so excited for you to give it a whirl uh, i mean final fantasy 7 yeah maybe it's a bit of a nostalgia slash like you had certain expectations about the game because you have previous experience with it that just aren't lining up anymore again to each their own um i especially because like the opening hours from what i remember are quite similar in terms of like the narrative beats it takes a couple 100%. hours for it to start veering off into weirder territory um but i mean you know give it your time and i think you know four to five hours is pretty fair for a game like that to see if it's going to grab you or not if you're not in you're not in yeah i'm at the very first boss fight okay yeah so i mean it's exactly not it's it is it's it's cool i i will give it this the boss fight is more fun than i remember it playing it on the playstation one yeah like the boss fights are very epic and very um theatrical and i really enjoy that They've definitely upped the spectacle by like a by a lot, but yeah, I know. To be fair, I, I get it. I, I love the game, but I can understand why somebody wouldn't. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens once Yakuza Zero hits the hits the PlayStation Store uh, on with the on the extra, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll go from there. 
Um, as for myself, because I know there's something else that we've both been playing, uh, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. As for myself, I finished Digimon Survive. I got to uh, the I got to the ending of the route that I chose. Uh, really loved it. Genuinely up there for my game of the year, like alongside Citizen Sleeper and uh, Neon White so far. I absolutely enjoyed it. Now, again, caveats being I'm a lifelong Digimon fan. I love visual novels. I like strategy gameplay. For me, this was like like melted all three of those together in a really, really fascinating way. Uh, and especially how I went back and like I read through some of the other paths. Because like I'm not one to replay games. I might go back and do like the true ending route, which you have to do. You have to beat the game once to be able to do. Um, but like, yeah, to hear how different the routes are and to like to listen and see the game. The game's dark. Like kids die. Digimon die. Like there's like things things go down um, throughout that game. They really did take like what was Digimon Adventure, like the original anime series, and distill it into like a very dark and modern take on it. Um, and I mm. really enjoyed that for what it was. Um, again, it won't be for everyone, uh, and I can understand why people would say that the strategy side of it is a little simple. I enjoyed its simplicity because I think it worked, um, but I can understand why people would have that. But I loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and then I hopped into. I've only played like. I don't know, maybe 45 minutes so far, uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I'm playing it on Steam Deck, but again, it's also on PlayStation. One of my most anticipated games this year, just because of how wacky and weird it looks. Uh, for anybody unaware, you play a lamb um, that is building up its own cult. Um, so you, there's like half of the game is basically like a management building sim where you're building and like, you know, sacrificing your cultists and like kind of developing your, your cult like area. And the other half is like an action adventure hack and slash roguelike. Um, about 45 minutes in, like I said, so I haven't done too much yet, but the action already feels super smooth. The narrative and the way that it's written is already really entertaining, so I'm excited to keep going with it. But, Court, we have... So is this carpool gaming the game? Like, the, the lamb is Sean Capri? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And the rest of us can be sacrificed at any moment's notice. Um... <laughs> well, we know Ryan Turford's going to kill us, so there we go. <laughs> uh, and there's another thing that we've been playing, Court. Uh, yes, and, and scaring the lead. There, exactly. Let's get into it. First off, thank you, PlayStation Canada, for sending both of us codes for Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PC. We appreciate your support very, very much. Uh, Court, you had an extra mile go up uh, a few days ago, so hit me with your thoughts. You know, you've you've spent some time with it. What do you think about yeah. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PC? I've put in a lot of time with it. I, I caveat here, I've Finished it, platinum did on PS4, finished it and platinum did on PS5. Um, one of my favorite games in the last 10 years. So going into it, obviously, I'm going to come out of this saying eh, the game is great. But I want to add a ca caveat to the fact that I don't primarily or ever play on the PC. Mm -hmm. I have a, uh, according to a uh, friend of the show, Lee Navarro, I have a good PC, a 3060. When I found out from the comments, I, uh, RTI, I don't. Um, people in the comments were like, your rig isn't good enough. Uh, why are you talking about it if you don't have everything? And I'm like, oh, my God, my computer is a year old. What is like, I, you know what? Fair. You know what? They, they're going to make comments, but that's just like, that's a little aggressive, but that's fine. Um, the game ran and looked beautiful. Now, the original copy that we were sent um, needed some patches, mm -hmm. but I, I will give this to PlayStation, the communication from them to let us know what was happening and what's going on and when the patches are coming was phenomenal. I didn't really get a lot of hiccups right away. I there was I think we got three patches while while playing this game. I didn't start getting hiccups on it until the first patch 
for, for an odd reason. After the first patch, then I started getting weird things when I would go down to the car and the car would look weird. And these are not things I'm used to unless I was playing like cyberpunk on, on the consoles right. of a game just looking weird. But I will say this. It made me re-download it onto my PS5. Nice. And so I literally started syncing up to see and see at points. So my, in my setup here, I have my screen here that I'm looking at right now, but my TV is right beside me. So I had the PS5 version going and the PS and, and the PC version going, and I was going through the same sections of New York City. Um, my settings on my PC, I turned them up all high with the ray tracing, DLSS. I had it all going. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe how beautiful it looks on the PC and runs. Um, I will never make fun of PC players ever again. Um <laughs> This is the definitive version of this game. If you own a PC, I can't stress enough to buy the game if you have never played this game before. Like I said before, it's one of the best games I have ever played on the PlayStation console. Um, There's so much to do in the game. There's all the different collectibles. There's all the different side missions. You'll never run out of things to do. Yes, some of the side missions, I will say this, they they do feel monotonous at times, but that's just, that's with any game. But I truly love just swinging around New York City. Like, even my daughter, my daughter would be playing and she wanted to play, but I took it, our our screenshot is actually a, uh, our thumbnail actually for the show is actually a screenshot I took during the game. Mm -hmm. And I had Spider-Man up against the building and I zoomed in for that shot and I was just in shock how good that looked. Beautiful. And I was purposely looking for puddles and how good the puddles looked. It looked a lot like what we saw the very first time we ever saw (laughs) Spider-Man. No offense, Sony, but like we all know what happened. Um, It looked so good ran so smooth now my monitor can only do up to 60 frames per second so i couldn't run it at 120 mm-hmm. but even at 60 i was seeing zero stutter i the detail it around in the immersion in the world I, I put on my headphones to get some of the 3d audio and it blew me away of just hearing like the cars in the background and i'm swinging around i turned off all the lights to get a little bit more immersion mm-hmm. while i was playing the game and then it was the first time also i hooked my dual sense up to my pc okay i got the haptic feedback which one of those things is i always look at the both consoles they you know to me the xbox has uh quick resume which is just hands down one of the best things ever but the dual sense to me on the playstation sets it's those big things in immersion in the game and the fact that now i can do it on pc and from what i understand there's going to be more games supported on the dual sense um so that was really cool to be able to test it out and and look at everything in it. Compare like the different um, the the shocker fight scene. I purposely put it up on the two different screens and had them going at the same time. Mm-hmm. I had my daughter fighting shocker. Just let her whatever. She got destroyed by him, but that's fine. <laughs> at least I had them up on the same screen, and I could I can safely say that the screen in front of me that I was running on the PC it just looked better. Like it, and I have a a, a decent television that can do uh, do all the bells and whistles, but. The PC version, just the, just the amount of detail, you you really feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah, playing the game. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, for myself, I've I had a little bit less time with it, um, but I haven't played it on my PC at all yet. I've been playing it on the Steam Deck because I knew that you covered the PC side of it so well. I was like, let me hop in on the Steam Deck and see how it's running there. Um, the fact that this runs on a handheld piece of hardware it absolutely blows my mind. So um, there, there are some caveats. Obviously, you can't run it 
at full settings. You can't run it with all the ray tracing on. It just it doesn't work. Um, and if you put it, I, I've I've been messing with the settings. You can run it on high. Uh, it will get framey in the open world. Like I had drops probably till around like twenty to twenty five frames per second on high. Um, and then I tried to bump it up to ultra high and it crashed the steam deck like it the game just completely crashed out um which again i this was me playing with it this was me pushing pushing the limits on it the sweet spot that i found is uh playing it on medium and locking the frame rate to 45 frames per second the 60 frame the 60 frames per second is not consistent it will hit it sometimes it will not hit it other times that 40 ish frames per second seems to be a real sweet spot a sweet spot for the game on steam deck um it runs like when you're in the open world it'll go from anywhere between like 30 to 45 comfortably when you're indoors or you're on like one of like the you know the missions inside somewhere it hits it stays at that 40 to 45 frames per second without much of an issue um so again like i had my expectations in check i was not expecting to play this at the highest settings on a steam deck it's just not feasible but the fact that it runs well even at you know even like at high just blows my mind like i'm so being able to like i was i was sitting at work uh my lunch and swinging through new york city just like all you know on the steam deck just blew my mind it it such a technical achievement to have that you know going as well as it does in the steam deck so i'm really excited to keep going with it i'm excited to hop in on pc and and you know play with it there a little bit as well but right now like i said i'm just prioritizing steam deck checking it out and seeing how it's running um, so yeah, if, if you're curious, it runs well. I'm really happy with the game so far and I'm excited to keep going with it. Like similarly to your court, it's one of my favorite games ever, favorite games ever. I platinumed it on PS4. I platinumed it on PS5 and I'm not one for platinum in games. Um, but that's just a testament to it is. And I can't wait to see what else PlayStation is going to do on the PC market because. Well, yeah, that, that, that brings us to the, uh, the, the bigger conversation with this game. I, I truly feel, um, this will be their biggest PC release. Yep, and I, and I don't I don't see that being in a small margin. I think it's just going to dwarf anything that they've ever put out in the PC. PC players, um, Lee Navarro's in the chat. Like I know he really wanted to play this game. Um, I can't see as a PC player that's never played this game to not buy this today. 100%. I'm very curious to go on Steam and uh, tomorrow and see what the sales have been and see how this game is doing because Spider Man is one of the biggest franchises in the world. And it is now available for everybody except Switch players. Sorry, Switch players. But <laughs> Sorry, Switch players. I, I, I don't see how it plays. It does make me... I, I want to get a Steam Deck now because I play... Any I looked. My brother is... Um, he's letting me into his Steam library on, as a family member or whatever on Sunday so he can share his library with me. Nice. And I was, I was messaging Sean because I've been told... Like the Tomb Raider games, I've been playing them. Uh, the, the, the redone versions, how they've been sort of oomphed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to play them on PC and see how games... If Spider-Man looks that good on PC, I think you might... I might have been converted to playing certain games on PC if there's a better version of the game. And that's the thing. Because I'm a big into... I want to play the best version of the game I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I have both consoles. I'm I'm very lucky, I'll I'll be honest. But um, if the better version's on Xbox, I'll play it. But if the better version's on PlayStation, I'll play it. But... This right here, this version of Spider-Man on PC is the definitive version of this game. Yep. Best by far, and it's not even a conversation. It is the best version of this game. So right now, I just took, I just popped onto Steam. It is sitting, obviously, at number one right now on the Steam charts, um, which is, you know, no surprise at all. So 
I, I, I am curious to see if this kind of continues success because Horizon sold well, God of War sold well, and like now with Spider-Man, you know, this, this, this like you said, this game is going to completely destroy uh, on PC. So I am curious to see if they're going to move up their timelines because obviously Spider-Man is a game that's been out for quite a few years now. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see if this is going to cause them to maybe, is God of War Ragnarok only going to hit a year after launch on PC? Is it going to be six months? Is it, are they going to start kind of cleaning up their windows, especially with, you know, them building teams around the PC side now? Um, I, I'm curious to see if this is going to make them bring games over faster. I still don't think we're ever going to have day and date that, like, I feel like PlayStation would really have to get their butt kicked around, but I am curious to see if it's going to make them do it faster. Would this speed up PlayStation Plus adding PC games like Game Pass does? Possibly. In your mind, would this would could this be the future is now that they are gotten they've gotten better at this. Like I still play God of War. Mm-hmm. It's in my brother's Steam library. If you don't I, like on Sunday, I'm going to play God of War just to see what it's like on PC. Like I I really want to jump in and try these games just to see how mm-hmm. much better they are looking wise. Uh, and I, I, I joked to Sean, I'm like, now I guess I have to upgrade my rig. Like <laughs> now I need a monitor that does 120 frames, maybe ultra wide because I didn't get to play it on ultra wide. I would love to see sitting on top of a building like the, the, any of the skyscrapers and just seeing a panoramic view of the city in a, in a 1440 ultra wide, like, whoo, wow. Um, it's funny to I'm say very that. curious to see if this steps up what possible they do, because it'll lead into a story we're about to talk about, but playstation sees what game pass is doing they've said so many things in the past but we now know that was just fan service because their ideas were no we need to have our own service that's pretty much the same Mm -hmm. and xbox over the last i would say year and a half has done a phenomenal job of including pc into game pass to make it a one-stop shop not just consoles yep so i'm very curious to know that if possibly this could be the game releases on console and it actually does day and date on PC at the same time. And then it's able to be released on the service at the same time that it's on console. Like, you know how we already know some of the games that Miles, they're on PlayStation Plus now. Mm-hmm. So would this allow them to put these games on PC and sell, just like Xbox does with Game Pass, to PC players? I think that they will continue to, like, I mean, right now the, P- the PS Plus app on PC sucks. It's awful. Um, they really need to work on their system infrastructure on PC. And I don't know if we're ever going to see them make substantial moves until that's fixed. I'm sure they're aware. I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure they are making, like, you know, working on making the PC experience as a whole for PlayStation Plus better because it severely needs it. Um, I don't know if they're going to go so far as to make them day and date. even Because of the thing, like, if it's out on console, if it's coming to extra or premium on console, then I think you, I mean, you already have access to it on PC, right? Like the, those, all of the games live across both, both like, you know, both sides of it. So you can go on and play Spider-Man Miles Morales. Well, that's what I'm saying. Instead of PC having right the, now, the, the, but you already have Spider-Man is on PC. Mm-hmm. Do you see like the PC version? When you go on game pass and you play example, humankind that's coming to game pass, but the PC version is the PC version. There yeah, are yeah, different yeah. versions of the game. And I'm wondering if we're going to get to a point where they release the PC version, just like they do the, the PS5 version, and you have to pay for it. It's not on the service. But when it hits the service, 
the definitive version of that game is the PC version of it. I see what you mean. I, I would hope so. I mean, like, I don't see why not. Again, like, if it's, if there, I'm sure there's going to be a delay from when it hits Steam and when it hits PlayStation Plus on PC. Um, because, again, as we've seen, Sony likes their sales. And if these games continue to sell well, they'll continue to push that. Um, but I, I would hope so. I would hope that they're only going to make that service better across both platforms and like they're already talking i mean look at the backbone they're bringing it over to you know they're bringing it to make the phone experience for you playing playstation games even better now again the phone and the pc side of it needs extensive work i would hope that as they kind of bring that full circle they're going to start doing like what you mentioned and offering the definitive experience on the platform that it should be played on um so knock on wood let's hope that happens but my dude, let's let's do some talking about some news because we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week. And let's start with the with the story that you alluded to, coming from GameSpot, written by Darren Bonthuis. Microsoft claims Sony pays "quote unquote" blocking rights to stop games appearing on Game Pass. According to documents filed with Brazil's National Competition Regulator, Microsoft has claimed that Sony has paid blocking rights to developers to prevent their games from being added to Xbox Game Pass. As part of the regulators, regulators' review of Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, the company alleged that Sony had, quote-unquote, hampered the growth of its Game Pass subscription service with its business practices. Um, so before we jump into this, we do have a question here that I'm going to pull in. Uh, for, you know, Let somebody into the car with us from Robbie Bobby Miller over on Twitter at Smooth423. First-time caller, long-time listener. If PlayStation is at sign asterisk dollar sign plus blocking game pass please explain mlb the show 22 available day one on game pass uh facts xbox is trying to create a quote-unquote monopoly of game services to blind folks from the fact that they have no games hashtag activision blizzard um so court to me honestly this reads more as this is a really funny way of talking about exclusivity in my mind this to me reads playstation is paying x developer to have their game only on PlayStation Plus, and I don't. I I would be shocked if Microsoft wasn't doing the same thing. This to me, I don't know. I don't know why this has gone into such a massive story online. This to me just seems like streaming exclusivity. And I don't know. I appreciate uh, Robbie Bobby Miller's comment, but I mean, I don't know if again, like this to me just seems like normal business practice. Is Xbox trying to create a monopoly? I don't know if it's a monopoly as much as yes, they want Game Pass to be the best service that they can. And they're going to continue to put money into that. PlayStation is doing the same thing. This, to me, seems like a story that's been blown way out of proportion. But am I off base here? Uh, well, with MLB The Show, for instance, it's a Sony first-party studio, Sony San Diego. Um, but the deal Xbox has is with Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball made a deal with Sony that's very public that if they wanted to continue making this game, it had to be available on all platforms. So the deal Xbox has to have this on Game Pass is a deal that they've made with Major League Baseball. That's not to say that Sony can't put it on the service. I think Sony just wants the money. Mm -hmm. And I do think this will be a game that comes later, a la, a la like EA Play, how they put their sports games. As soon as the playoffs hit, you'll get like NHL or whenever the NBA playoffs hit. That's when those games hit their service. You have to pay for them throughout the year. I just think Sony looks at how much money they make off this game. And they're like, we don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. Uh until they're really focusing more on and i see at one point that yes i think both xbox and this game will just be always on the streaming services and they'll go by the store and the stubs and the the the, the money they can make on the back end but yeah i, I totally agree with you on the story being a, a no duh i see this as yes 
if PlayStation wasn't doing this and saying, hey, we made a deal, and I think a, probably a good example of this, probably, if we really wanted to look into it, would be um, some of those Square Enix games. Right. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy that conveniently came to Game Pass like a year later, but everybody kept rumoring at the time of its release that it was coming to Game Pass day and date, and maybe Sony was like, hey, we'll give you money towards development, but you can't put it on Game Pass for a year. And it's also you like, can't take a dump truck of money from Microsoft. Like this is the deal. We'll give you money, but it can't go on Game Pass. And that is a strategic advantage. And that's just business. Like to me, I, I think everybody always looks at I'm obsessed with this box or I'm obsessed with that box. And they just they pray to the things and they want to say that this one's better than the other. Well, they're both just business. And in business, they want to make money. And for Sony to have to spend money to keep something away from Xbox is a smart business decision. And I'm sure Xbox is doing the exact same thing and we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, the fact that we're hearing about it and, and we're shocked about it shouldn't because that whole Apple thing, remember we got to hear about what like Sony was charging yep. just for games on PlayStation Plus and such. And it was just like, yikes. Like they were charging people to put on PlayStation Plus instead like Xbox is paying for it. And Sony was like, no, 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 you have to pay us. <laughs> so there is... Um, there's a there's a fine line and i get it when people like love their console and they love their brand but they, everybody should understand that in the back end of this this is all about the money and it's that's all it's about and that's exactly it to me like the way that this is worded is very very particular it's playstation is spending money to keep games away from game pass when it's just as easy to say playstation is paying for paying for exclusivity for playstation plus one of those reads much more drastic than the other, and I don't think either one of those should come as a shock. And like you've mentioned, there are so many games that leave Game Pass and then end up joining PlayStation Plus slash PlayStation Now a month or two later. There are obvious reasons why these things are happening, right? I'm sure Xbox paid us a certain amount of money for those games to only be on Game Pass for a certain amount of time, and then we start looking at where else they can go after. So, I mean, look at stuff like Tomb Raider, look at stuff like Deathloop, right? This is nothing new. This has been common practice in the industry for a long time. I just think right now, like you mentioned, there are members of the gaming community that are just so hyper fixated on my thing is better than your thing, and they'll take any and every story and blow it up way out of proportion just for the clicks. And it's just like, I don't know why anybody's surprised. Like, this, this isn't... This isn't shocking news. Hey, Ubisoft games are on both services right now. There you go. Ghost Recon Wildland is literally on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. There, there seems to be a lot of this. And, and I totally get uh, Robbie Bob Miller's question. Like, yeah. I, I think he was being tongue-in-cheek, and I think he was having some fun with this. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand people acting like the brand. Like, if we knew the deals that are going on, like, would you feel shocked? Would you feel like, oh, I don't like them anymore because that's what they do? Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, if they didn't do this, I'd be not impressed. Like, you should be trying to be the best. Like, we have our console wars that are that you see out in social media, but man, those lawyer wars behind the scenes that we don't see between Xbox and PlayStation, yeah. they're probably way better. I'm saying I think you're I think you're spot on with that. So yeah, I mean, I, we'll continue to cover this as it goes, but uh, you know, for me. A healthy gaming landscape is all of these, you know, all of these publishers and developers doing well. And I mean, if, if they need to be, they, they're, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Like you said, at the end of the day, it's all business. And as long as we get to continue to play games and you're able to play games wherever you want, whatever. Life is life. That's how, that's how things are going to roll. But speaking of PlayStation Plus, Court, 
Let's talk about the PlayStation Plus game catalog lineup for August. I'll be pulling directly from the PlayStation blog written by Adam Michael. Uh, we're getting Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Dead by Daylight, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Bug Snacks, Metro Exodus, Trials of Mana, Uno, Monopoly Madness, and Monopoly Plus, all coming on August 16th. Um, I've tried to look into this court, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Not a single one of these games are premium. Correct. As far right? as I can see. Because Yakuza Remastered, the, the, the 3, 4, and 5... Those will be on premium when they launch. Zero, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2 are all extra titles. Uh, I saw some people on the Discord talking about how some of these are premium, but like I tried to look into that, and I couldn't find any confirmation that any of these are premium only. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll see when they show up on the service, but it's... I unless Ryan Turford brought up a good point, unless they're giving us the original versions, but you're bringing up a point of like, these are remastered, so how do you classify them as classics, right? And that's what I mean. So, like, Trials of Mana, uh, uh, like, again, I don't know which version it is. There's no confirmation. So, I guess it depends on the version we get. Like, I, if there's already a remastered version of this game, then I really hope we get the remastered version, not the original version. And there is there is a remastered version of Trials of Mana, I believe. Um, that's a Ryan Turford type that is question. A, that is a Ryan Turford type question. But, like, yeah. So, for me, like... I don't know, dude. Like, we, we keep having this conversation. And, like, I think... Okay, before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, I think this is a great list. I think that there is a lot of quality content here. Again, if you've never played Yakuza, play Yakuza 0. Just try it out. Give it a couple hours. But, like, Metro is a game I've been really curious about. Um, Wildlands is a lot of fun. There, This is a really quality list. What do you think about the list itself before we get into the extra versus premium debate? Well, it, oddly enough, I downloaded Wildlands on my uh, Xbox just to be like, I hadn't played it before. So I'm like, all right. So it was a game that I was intrigued to go in and play. I've, I it popped in for like about an hour. But Yakuza, the Yakuza series, you have raved and raved and raved and raved about. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I always look at this. I, I know there's always people that are like, I've played that. I've played this. I've played this. But I always try and look at it from the lens of the person that doesn't go out and play a million different games. So the, this service, exactly. to me, they're giving a lot of quality here. They're giving a lot of things that people can go back and play. They're giving a reason for this service to be there. Just like Game Pass, when you look at both these services, they offer a ton of, ton of value. For people like us that play everything as soon as it comes out, which I don't really do as much as I used to, but then it it's like, oh, okay, I've already played this game. But there's always the games you missed. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good lineup. And you got Uno. Like, I know Steve Igvari won't stop talking about how this is the greatest thing ever. So we'll see. That's what I'm saying. I think this is a really solid... Like, Dead by Daylight, I know, is still hugely popular. Again, the Yakuza games, a lot of people have heard about. This is a good opportunity for them to check them out. Bugsnacks is fantastic. I know a lot of people probably have that from PlayStation Plus. But again, for the gamers that missed that around, like, you know, the first time around... I think it's a great list. What bothers me is still the use case for premium this month. Like seemingly there is nothing coming that's premium exclusive. And like, just, I, I mean, this is a common narrative. We're not the only ones having this discussion. So like for me, is it because this was decided month, like, you know, two or three months ago, you know, I'm sure they have a bit of a lead on their lineups that are coming. Does this mean premium is going to get stronger in the back half of the year? Or is this just a symptom of what the service is going to be like? 
like we haven't got Sly Cooper yet, and that's like the easiest. Hey, here's some premium game. Like I, I am so confused mm-hmm. on the messaging behind this because at first, if you remember, you and I were like, okay, the messaging, even how they're announcing this, everything, we're like, huh? And now they're doing more of like a GameStop, uh, a Game Pass type press release, which is great. It's very yep. smart. It gets people hyped. It gets people seeing the list of games. But as someone that has the whole shebang, has premium, as of right now, would I resubscribe to premium? No. Yep. Not a chance. I'm with you. Like when when the bill comes due, unless thing changes between now and then, and we start to see some like real like I mean I don't know are they going to start putting day and date third party exclusives on premium? You know what I mean? Like I just don't understand. Which the would use. be cool. Like you you don't. There's no real reason for me to have it right now. I don't play any of the premium part. Likewise. So I mean, we'll continue to keep you all locked. If anybody knows differently, let us know in the comments. Uh, if there are any games that are specific to premium, because as far as I could tell, none of them were this one. Yeah, like there's no advantages, like the the game trials. I, I, I don't care about the game trials. Me neither. I don't care about the. Game hey, trials. if you want to give us a quicker zoom and it comes with premium, I don't know, man. You might you got me there. Nope. I know Xbox gives it for free, and I know people will cry about it, but I'll take it any way I can get it. I'm with you. I, I'm, it's it's someone that's been was playing Final Fantasy, and I have to put my console into rest mode, and I'm like. Ugh. I don't want to have to put it in rest mode. I'm like, this hurts. Please I, stop having to put it in rest mode. Can I just, you know, pause the game, turn off my console, and come back and just be right to where I am? Somebody told me, oh, go into the switcher or go into the cards. Guess what? That's not the same. I don't want to not hear that anymore. Not that same. is not even close. It is not remotely the same. Like I said, both consoles have their pros and cons. This is just one thing that I will never stop complaining about and I will never stop asking for. Please give me quick resume, Sony. Please, please name it whatever you want. I don't care. Just give me the same thing. PlayStation fast play. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next story because we still have some more to get through here. Let's wade in to our delay rock block because we have a couple delays, one of which... Makes me very sad, so let's start with that one. Coming from IGN, written by Rebecca Valentine. Marvel's Midnight Suns delayed once again, possibly to 2023. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed a second time, and while it doesn't seem to be a long delay, we're now once again without a clear release date for the Axis Tactical RPG. Uh, it's expected to arrive, quote-unquote, later this fiscal year, which for Take-Two means sometime before March of 2023, but we don't have a specific date yet. Um, Take-Two said that to ensure the teams at Firaxis and 2K deliver the best possible experience for our fans. So this one for me hurts. This has been, again, a game that I'm really, really excited for. I have a lot of faith in what this game is going to be. And also, it just breaks my heart because of our fantasy critic, um, which... Can we get into, like, I'm done. Like, I just lost another game with the next (laughs) game we're going to talk about. It doesn't matter anymore. The only way I could win is if God of War gets pushed pushed back. And I don't even want that to happen now. So I've lost Starfield. I've lost Hogwarts. It doesn't matter anymore for me. Now my goal is to see how much I can get a zero on it. (laughs) Just start picking absolutely random stuff. Yeah, for me, like, I again, I obviously take all the time that you need. Make this game as awesome as it can be. I, I really do believe in it, and I do believe in the team at Firaxis. I just, it's a second delay, especially to an undetermined I, date. I'm a little nervous. On this one. I'm a little nervous. I think, you, I think you should be nervous on this one, uh, solely because when I first saw this game, when I first heard the announcement of the game, and before I heard what the mechanics were behind the game, I was like, oh my god, we're going to get Wolverine, we're going to get all these cool things. 
Uh, and Midnight Suns is great. And then they were like, oh, but it's going to be like an XCOM game. And I'm like, I know, you know, Mario versus Rabbits, whatever, did very good. But even the second one now that's coming to Switch has got like a change on it. And it's kind of like open world and it's kind of different. Mm -hmm. But I think people really didn't like the card mechanics because if you look at the comments i went back and i was going through the youtubes of the announcement trailers and i've gone through everything and it seems to be a theme of just people whining and complaining about that i already said this before i thought this game was going to launch and it was going to tank i thought this game was going to be um like the avengers just come out of the gate everybody thinks it's going to be good and just not be good and i don't think marvel wanted that again mm-hmm and I think because of what happened with the Avengers, they're like, no, we're not letting that happen again. We put out movies, everybody likes them. We're not, we're not putting out games that are going to um, just sell enough to possibly make our money back. Yep. I thought this game wasn't going to be good. And now I truly believe, and this is just, you know, me speculating that they're going back and they're, they're changing the game. I don't know, dude. For me, I, I understand people's apprehension about the cards. I know like card-based games are very divisive. For me, love them. Can't wait. I, I really hope they kind of stick to the path, mixing like persona-like elements of hanging out with the different heroes and building relationships and stuff. Like this again is a very, very Mac game. And I'd, I would be disappointed if they moved away from the vision that they've kind of committed to. This to me reads more like, you know, there are bugs, there's probably game flow, there's probably design choices that they're working on. I don't see them rebuilding it from the ground up, but maybe, you know, changing the way that certain things flow and, and, and interact possibly. Um, but I don't know, dude, I'm, I, I really hope it does stick the landing because I think it's a cool team. Um, and I, I think, I think it is a cool concept for a game. So I, I hope, I hope it's good. So originally I thought they were delaying it to get out of the way of other games, because if you look at what's releasing, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Um, and there was a rumor there was a game that was doing that, but I truly feel the one we're about to talk about is the one that did it. And it's not the one that just like two games got delayed this week. And I truly feel the second one did it to get out of the way of itself um, to not do what previous developers like EA have done and also to get out of the way of itself, everything surrounding it. There was there's a lot of reasons that this game got delayed, um, you know, but I think Midnight Suns wasn't the one Jeff Grubb was talking about. And I think Hogwarts was the one he was saying it was getting out of the way. And I think Midnight Suns is it's in some troubles. I don't know, dude, because I actually have the reverse opinion but let's bring in the story before we get into it matt perslow writes over on ign hogwarts legacy release date set for february 2023 porky games has announced that hogwarts legacy will be released on february 10th 2023 the newly announced date posted to twitter means that hogwarts legacy has been pushed back by several weeks um, because the original plan just said holiday 2022 the team is excited for you to play it but they say they need more time to deliver the best possible game experience I genuinely think, dude, by how little we've seen of this game, by because we we've have seen a lot of this game, we've seen one gameplay trailer and one cinematic. No, there's been a couple, a couple of stuff that's come after. As is, um, this is like the only game that my wife has been following. There has been a, there's been a bunch of this. There's even been like, um, like your Raptors shown stuff. There's been a lot of leaks, and this game's been in the cookie for a long time. I, I mm. truly think they're getting out of the way at Gotham. Uh, especially with what's going on at WB, like WB yeah. seems mm-hmm. like a cluster right now. Yeesh. And just, I, I put out a tweet yesterday. I was like, please Disney, just buy them and get, please just put them out of their misery. <laughs> so we can definitely get all their DC characters and everything and just put it all in one world. We all know they do a great job. We'll complain that they're putting out stuff every two seconds, but who wouldn't want Disney just in charge so we can have good stuff. Um, 
I truly think they're getting out of the way of Gotham. And then when God of War changed its date and you had all these other games releasing, they were like, okay, where do we fit in? If Gotham Knights is coming out on the 25th, where are you putting in Harry Potter to get that Christmas money without getting trampled? Do you know what I mean? Because if you put it anywhere near Gotham, then you've decided that anybody that was going to buy Batman or a Batman universe game might be in the same universe as Harry Potter and they might walk away from your Batman game real quick or only buy the Harry Potter game. So wouldn't you rather put space in there? Yes, you're missing out on the holiday season. But I think as someone that um, went to the Cursed Child uh, just recently with my wife, the fan base for this doesn't matter. And I think they wanted to let Gotham Knights breathe and get some time out there and get people to play it. Because I truly think if you put them out, I think Harry Potter would trample Gotham Knights. I, I see the argument of them getting out of their own own way. I, I do I do think there's merit to that. But looking up, at least I felt like the Hogwarts Legacy YouTube page only has five videos up. Uh, one of them, which is like two behind the scenes thing, the official gameplay trailer and the official reveal trailer. To me, the, like how little we've seen of this game, how little we've heard about it. This to me, like we've seen a lot of Gotham Knights and we know that's imminent. This to me, like there was delay written all over this, whether it's because again, they're getting out of their own way or whatever else. I have a really, like, I have, like, a pit in my stomach when I think about this game. Mar Midnight Suns, again, I think will be good, but I think it will be specific. But what have we seen of Midnight Suns? What have we seen of it? They've done they've done tons of gameplay trailers and tons of character trailers as well now. They've been putting stuff out, like, almost every week for the last couple months. So, like, and again... We'll see. Oh, we'll see. One of us is going to be right and one of us is going to be wrong, which is awesome. I which love is that. awesome. I know. And again, I think Midnight Suns will not be everybody's tea. I think Hogwarts Legacy yeah. stands a better chance at being a game for a lot more people. I have a bad feeling that it might not be what everybody wants it to be. Um, and and I that's probably, where I'm at. I'm 100% on that because this is a game that my wife who doesn't play video games is excited for. And I'm like, Oh, I hope it's good. So she actually likes games after this because <laughs> I look at it and what they've shown and like the going around Hogwarts. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But if the gameplay ain't there, then it's a no no bueno right so it's it can easily take me out of the game if it's boring and the gameplay is just it's just this vast open nothingness then that's fine then i'm out but mm -hmm. i'm i'm i think you're hitting the nail on the head that they have to hit this game bang on especially because let's be honest here the they're calling it hogwarts legacy they're not using the words harry potter anywhere near it for obvious reasons mm -hmm. um just like the the christmas special that came out they were like first first five seconds is she has no part of this they were all no one they didn't see her and the video of her even in the thing was like from like five years ago they're staying as far away from jk rowling as humanly possible and they from what everybody was saying before this game was supposed to come out before and it got moved out of the way because of her because they didn't want because because she's 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 a terrible person yep um she made a great universe but she's a terrible person they, those are two different things yeah um so we'll see. Um, I hope it's very good as, as someone that like my daughter wants to go to the Harry Potter world. And I really hope this game is good. Um, I, I really I'm crossing my fingers. I hope both games are good, even though yeah, the Night doesn't look like a game for me. I hope both games are good. I genuinely hope both games are good, too. And, you know, I, I, we, we will see as, as time goes on. I just wanted to shout out Brian Eck from the Discord because he asked a question about should we concern, be concerned about Hogwarts Legacy? And then this news came out. 
Um, the question is, seriously, he maybe played, that was timing. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know what? You should always be concerned about games. And I've, I've, I'll say this before and I'll say it again. Delays are never a bad thing. Delay mm-hmm. a game. You, we, you can use Cyberpunk and No Man's Skies as perf- perfect, perfect examples. Please don't put out a game that's broken and make me not like it. Like if Gotham Knights, and I'm a huge Batman fan. If that game is jank when it comes out, I am not going to be happy. I'm going to be an angry, angry elf. You're going to be happen. an angry, angry birthday boy. Um, yeah. Let's jump into one last story before we head into the carpool. Uh, coming from IGN.com, written by Ryan Dinsdale. Dragon Ball is coming to Fortnite this month. Dragon Ball is the latest anime franchise arriving in Fortnite, and it's less than a week away, with Epic Games confirming an August 16th release date. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, but there is a lot of hype on the internet. I, Dude, I, Fortnite, just from a distance, I want to get into it. I like that they added no build. They have such an incredible, ridiculous cast of characters from like Spider-Man. I even went out and bought like the Fortnite Spider-Man comic so I can get the exclusive Spider-Man skin. And then I never really played with it. DBZ coming is awesome. It's going to be hilarious seeing Goku running around with a, with a gun. Uh, that, that'll be a definite interesting well, point. That's who Goku is. Someone who, Oh, it's uh Steve McVarry's yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, yeah. yeah. I had no clue. I forgot to Google. Yeah. yeah. Goku is the is a the hero from Dragon Ball Z. But yes, yeah, not a clue. Like what a cool what a cool cool universe. What a cool way like this game continues to be the free to play king for a good reason. Um again, I'm curious to see what it's going to be, whether it's going to actually pull me back in. I don't know, dude. Have you ever played Fortnite? Have you ever given it a go? Yep. And just not for you? Nope. A um if the building is gone, there is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, well, the, it's you. There's two different like there's modes, right? You can either play with it or without. Yeah. I I probably would jump back in, but I think the issue is I already have a game that I have to give all my time to, uh, and when Division Heartland comes out, that's next. Right. So I don't think I'll ever get to Fortnite. Fair. But the concept of it, it's definitely up my alley if I continue to play it and I unlock things by playing it and it rewards. You. From what I understand, Fortnite rewards your time you put into this game. Yes, you can pay for everything to get things, but from what I understand, it still rewards your time. Am I incorrect in this? So you have like your free battle pass and you have your premium battle pass. The free battle pass, yes, you can get stuff. The premium battle pass, you do have to pay for, but there are ways, like if you play enough of the premium battle pass, that it rewards you, unless this has changed, rewards you with the currency to be able to buy the next month's battle pass or the next battle pass from even just playing it. I, I want to make. The, I'm all for battle passes. I yeah, don't yeah. think those are gotchas in any way, shape, or form. Gotchas to me are um, what EA does um, with the pack systems. Like MLB the Show does a little bit of gotchas as well, but I haven't paid any for the packs. Mm-hmm. I've been able to grind the game out and get things. I don't think I can do that in an EA game. I've tried it in NHL. I couldn't grind out to get where I needed to be. I needed to play online. It didn't allow me as an offline player. But if the battle pass gives you stuff like in the division for example here's something that i've used their battle passes for and their uh their dlcs they give you you can either do the free you get the battle pass and they have the top tier which is like the free goodies that they give you but then there's the if you've paid for the battle pass you get the double gift so you get a gift here and you get like an exotic here so right. you're getting better things i'm all for that yep you're pay, you're getting something for the money you put into it i'm not for the ones where you put all this money into the game and they're like, oh, so it's a loot box and good luck and see what you get. Yep. Not cool. Let's bring Steve into the, the, the conversation because over on Twitter, at Steve Vigvari asks, 
Now that Goku is seemingly coming to Fortnite, we finally get the matchup of the century against Kratos, and so who wins? Court, I've put a lot of thought into this. Good, because I was going to just say the one that I know. So I'll start off by saying Kratos. Continue. It depends on which Goku we're getting, because if we're getting Super Goku, I think there's a chance that Goku takes it. But we've also seen Goku die a lot through Dragon Ball Z. Like, he is known for dying and coming back. Kratos has, I think, what, canonically died once? Twice? Like, now, is Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon like the, almost the same thing? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> Completely oh, different. <laughs> um, Kratos, I think, especially like if we saw the fights, you know, in 20, 2018's God of War, I think there, I think this would be a throwdown. I can see it going either direction, but I think Kratos is more ruthless. He would take Goku out. Goku's too playful. He messes around too much. It once he gets serious, he's a threat. But I think Kratos will take him out before he gets to that situation to that to that thing. But can Goku win? I think he stands a chance. There's one last question that we're going to get to before we go. Coming from Nagachaka over in the Discord, which, again, if you want to ask questions, the Discord link is in the show notes or hit us up on Twitter. Nagachaka asks, I'm sorry, but I have to. What is your favorite crossed-out RPG, crossed-out Nintendo, crossed-out non-Xbox, non-PlayStation game of 2022 so far, and why is it Digimon Survive? Is that That's not the question. It's because he's asked this question on every single show. Uh, he's asked the question about a game that uh, I made a uh, I made a little joke to him yesterday asking if it was a GameCube game, but he's asking about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I believe it is. Look at you. I'm hey, proud. I'm proud. Hey, he's obsessed with this game, and it's to the point where I said to Sean, and I, I've said to Nagachaka on, uh, on Twitter, you know what? If I see it on sale, I will grab this game. Um, Don't. One of my... Don't really, eh? Don't. I will hate this game. You will hate this game. Okay. Um, right. And that's exclusively. I really do think that you would not enjoy the battle system because it's even a turnoff for me. And I'm very much. I've tried to get into Xenoblade Chronicles. I spent like 20 hours of Xenoblade Chronicles two. The combat system is really frustrating, in my opinion. I can understand why people like it, but you basically take like an MMO action time battle system where like again all you're doing is hitting keys and then doing that they're doing their own thing and like you're praying that the ai does the right thing that you need to do so that you can hop along and combo out i tried to get into chronicles 2 i spent a bunch of time with it i don't care for this battle system and from how i know you and my level of tolerance for certain things when it comes to jrpgs i don't think you would enjoy it yeah you know what i'm not gonna enjoy it Again, I haven't even played it, and I think I agree with you right off the bat because you're like, you're just pretty much saying, "Don't waste your money. You're gonna hate this thing." And I, and I and I get it, and I, I, I understand people like different games. No one likes doing what I like doing, grinding these games. Not everybody likes the same thing. Like it's just that's okay. I'm sure my brother. This sounds like my brother's game. Yeah, this sounds like something he would love. It sounds like the perfect game for Switch to be just in handheld mode and 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 court don't don't listen to him ah well you know what Eh, i don't think you understand there game nasty uh jrpgs i didn't like persona i just and i just got dropped out of final fantasy remake so i'm saying i think there's a high again no shade to xenoblade chronicles i understand why people like it it is very highly rated for a second for a reason i do think it has a high barrier to entry compared to a lot of other jrpgs and if those other ones didn't grab you I would tell you to go try Chronicles 
the Definitive Edition or Chronicles 2. Again, you can probably find them cheaper than you can the third one right now and just see if, if it resonates with you. If it does, fantastic. Um, but like even me, I keep hearing the reviews. I'm seeing the high praise. I like the, the FOMO part of me is very much like maybe I do want to give it another shot. And like, again, maybe I will check it out. But from the outside looking in, from my experience with the series, I don't think you'd enjoy it. Just I, to be honest. This year, more than anything else, has felt like the year of maybe, do I just not get it? Like, people were losing their mind over Elden Ring, and I'm like, that is definitely not a me game. And then now everybody's losing their mind over Xenoblade, and I'm just like, where's, like, right now, it's my game of the year is then will be the show. There you go. Or actually Spider-Man PC Remastered. Like, there's there's my, or Hot Wheels DLC, because that was very fun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and I'm cranky and, like, you know. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. I just think that, like, if you're getting burnt out on Final Fantasy VII and Game Nasty in the chat, you need to put at least 30 hours in. No, Again, no. If, if I you're... am done with that. I am done with that as a suggestion of you need to, like, watch a show four episodes in or put 30 hours into a game. I don't have. I, I barely have two hours. And that's what I was about to say. If you're If you're struggling three or four hours into Final Fantasy VII Remake, which has a much more accessible battle system than Xenoblade does by a long shot, you're not going to click with that. And again, I might be wrong. You might turn around a couple months from now and be like, Matt, I picked it up. I love it. What were you on? Fair enough. I, mm. I would be, I would eat my own hat if that happened. Like that's like, I would be absolutely <laughs> shocked. I almost want to buy it and hope I like it, but I'll, I'll be too brutally <laughs> honest and be like, yeah, so I've already sold it back to the store. <laughs> but that brings us to the end of the show once again everyone thank you so much for listening we appreciate all your support very much but before we do go court if people want to see and hear more from you where could they do so you can find me on twitter at court lalone and in there is my link tree and it shows you all the fun things i do like i have uh, a show every wednesday night called uh, three dads in a console and i have another show called xbox a I, you know, and I've been on the Nintendo Drive, and I'm also on the Xbox Drive sometimes. But you can also find me on the Carpool Gaming socials. I'm just everywhere. There you go. Make sure you go everything, everywhere, all at once. Court himself. As for me, you can find me over at YouTube.com/slash/BurnoutBrighter, where we talk about video games, mental health, and social justice. We have some previews going up very shortly. That'll be exciting. Along with. Uh, lv1gaming.com I will be doing a bit of writing here and there for them so check that out as well and we have bonus level which is just a show of ridiculousness every two weeks over on level one but that brings us to the end once again if you have extra bucks join us at patreon.com slash carpool gaming like subscribe and share we appreciate all of you and your time very very much and we will see you on the next one peace see you next time Ashley Nicholson Cicely Carroza Dallas Robbins Foolish Fuji Jose Jimenez Mac Time Marcus O'Neill Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom D4NKS, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Newest members, I really want to thank you. To the Ultimate Team are Tony Baker and Skinny Matt. And welcome, John32.